You would think that during this pandemic, the latest and most accurate information on the disease, its origins, its diagnosis, its prevention, infections and deaths, medications and vaccine safety would be paramount. However, all of these issues have been the subject of cover-up and manipulation from the very people in charge of public health. Of greatest concern today is vaccine safety because of the mass campaigns being pushed by our governments using vaccines that have been granted only emergency use. That's untested new technologies. Today we speak to Albert Benavides about the problem of VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, managed by the CDC and the FDA, which is meant to be a national early warning system for possible safety problems in US licensed vaccines. Albert Benavides has over 25 years working as a professional systems data analyst, auditor and manager, and now gaining prominence as a respected VAERS data analyst, exposing adverse reactions in the official reporting system. Albert, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me. VAERS is supposed to be a national early warning system to detect possible safety problems uh, with uh, US licensed vaccines managed by the CDC and the FDA. Having studied VAERS in depth, how would you describe it? Well, Mike, you you know, I think it I think it could be a good system. However, you know, I feel like their their data is uh, is behind. But apart from that, um, they they I think they they allow the ambiguity of the data to um, to exist, meaning they don't um, fix the the typos or some of the missing data. You know, but uh, apart from that, it's a it's a good system. They're just. They're just uh, woefully behind or systematically and by intelligent design throttling the data. Mm. Tell us more about the reporting and who makes reports of adverse events to VAERS. Yes. So um, it's written there in the fine print. They, they got the s- statistics on that. But 85 uh, percent of all the reports are actually filled out by healthcare professionals, doctors and nurses and or the um the uh, pharma reps, how, however that works in the back end there. Um, so, so basically 85% of all of that data is filled out by healthcare professionals. And of course the other 15% are the self-reporting um, patients, the normal citizens uh, and, or the, the family members or friends on behalf of, of the person with the adverse effects. Some, you know, Obviously, some of these people are in are really bad shape and they can't fill out their own report. So they have a family member do it for them. You've done a, a very comprehensive analysis of the VAERS data. Why did you get involved with uh, with this? Well, Mike, um, I, I quickly realized that it, it was my obligation to to um, to audit and analyze the weekly uh, updates um, it's something that I'm very familiar with. It's the same data that I that I see on a day to day basis, being in the uh, m- uh, medical billing and uh, revenue cycle management, which which I've, I've been doing my whole career. And um, so early on, I just 
put out my little Excel dashboards in the beginning and nobody else was doing that. Nobody else was visualizing the data um, like I was. So I, I just kept at it. Um, I don't want to say for fun, but I just kept at it, not not realizing uh, what it, you know, that it would become, you know, it's kind of becoming a cornerstone, so to speak. Um, but as I, you know, as I saw that they were getting behind, that's when the importance of my works to me started. I started to realize that I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't take a break. And this wasn't just a, just a passing fad that I had to, I had to keep with them, keep and stay on, on this uh, reporting, this weekly reporting as a sort of a memorialized document for somewhere in the future when when we realize what we have done. Leaving aside any deliberate deceptions or contradictions that you found, what are the most severe deficiencies, say, of VAERS and, for example, uh, being out of date? Well, Mike, that's exactly what, what the what the most severe deficiency is, um, you know, as an early warning system to be out of date by a factor of four. So I don't want to say four months, but you could multiply all, all those numbers, all the statistics by four, and it would still be very conservative to say if they were caught up now for an early warning system. I mean, if you're behind, then it's then it's not an early warning system. That's like mutually exclusive to have an early warning system behind in the data, so far behind. So, so that's the biggest deficiency of, of this whole uh, of this whole uh, system that it that it is behind. And uh, I guess the question is, and may, hopefully we'll solve it later. Was it behind out of just you know just just being overwhelmed? or being incompetent, or by intelligent design. It's a bit like having your early warning defense system says there's some uh, nukes heading towards you, but we'll tell you in about four months' time, which is a bit late. Uh, You've also found some deliberate deceptions. What are these? Well, um, Mike, this this is my personal, this is my personal... um, Story that I had I had filed a, a report on behalf of my uncle who uh, who who got a stroke one month after his second Moderna uh, vaccine and you know I, I documented made videos of, of me doing the filing the report I was curious myself what all went into the whole process and um, so that in and of itself was you know there's arbitrary barriers there to make it difficult to, to file a report for the for the layman um, it'll cut you off it'll kick you out in 20 minutes um, if you're if you're not constantly typing away or refreshing screens um, and and apart from that when I got the confirmation back and my official VAERS number and I went in to read what I had written they had added diagnoses um, that they must have gotten from retrieved from you know the how their high level connection to people's medical records all over the United States but they put in there they added stuff that is simply not there that simply my uncle is not psychotic my uncle does not have Parkinson's nor does he have any any symptoms of Parkinson's no broad 
scope uh, of Parkinson's. So in the diagnosis, they did that. They added stuff. Um, and then in my actual write-up, they altered and they changed some some verbiage, some phrases, some words. They omitted a couple of words that I written, and then they uh, replaced a couple of words that I'd written. So although it's not a terribly big deal um, in what those words were, the point is, is that they violated the sanctity of my written write-up. You know, this is like HIPAA uh, privacy, medical privacy or something, you know, it's, it's, it's just the sanctity of my write up in a first person form. I was there, I saw this stuff and I wrote it down in my words and then they altered those words. So I, you know, I, I'll stand, I'll stand in, um, under oath and attestation over that. So they changed it. So if they could change that, I wonder what else they can change to fit, to fit however they want the, the record to look. Um, so that's it, what I found. It's all this perception. I mean, if you were to make a statement to the police about a, um, um, say, a robbery, for example, and um, you wrote your statement out and you said there were three, three men all had submachine guns and then they changed it and said there was a couple of old ladies with knitting needles, that would be a complete fabrication of the truth. Question being, you know, thank you to Jack Nicholson, do you think they can actually handle the truth? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I don't know why in, in, in my particular example, uh, you know, I don't know why they added that he was psychotic, that he was psychotic and that he had Parkinson's. I, I don't understand why, what, what benefit they get from that or how that looks any better or worse or, you know, it doesn't make sense to me um, just, just to know, just knowing that they, they did that. So, um, I have no, I have no rhyme or reason right now. That's why. Do you, do you think the or do the managing agencies accept or or maybe try to explain the problems with the data? Mike, no, no, um, they don't. I, I I know that in the fine print where they give the strengths and weak weaknesses of the actual VAERS system. Um, uh, you know they, they they have a pretty good write up of the weakness, but but simply the weakness is that it's under uh, under reported as if like the patients are not reporting, but but the physicians and healthcare professionals they're actually obligated under certain circumstances to file the report. You know one good example is that if you land in the ER and you get admitted into an inpatient setting. That constitutes an obligation to file the the VAERS report where the ambiguity comes in, like my uncle who went in a month after. Nobody in the ER here in this hospital in San Jose, nobody asked him if he had a vaccine, if he had a, a vaccine. And this was on May 1st when he had his stroke. And there was, you know, 40 Close to 40 percent of the population was already vaccinated. A 78 year old man, a higher percentage, those old people, more old people were vaccinated. And you're not asking that question like first off right out of the gate when when somebody shows up stroking in the ER. Nobody asks a question, which which I realize they don't want to ask the question. They don't want to because I think it's like a hot potato for these for these uh, physicians that in the beginning, 
um, there's good physicians caught in a bad situation, good nurses caught in a bad situation. But if you continue to participate in this bad situation because you feel like, like you, you know, you're in jeopardy of losing your job or, you know, something to that effect, you know, um, you know, I, I, I don't know how to say it. Just, uh, God is not going to um, going to forgive you for, for very long. Uh, Albert, has there been any criticism of VAERS from other experts? Absolutely, there has been. And of course, anybody who throws any kind of shade on the vaccine uh, will will quickly get suppressed, um, you know, be an outcast, be called an anti-vaxxer. But yes, there, I mean, uh, our own uh, Peter McCullough, uh, excellent cardiologist out of um Texas A&M, he's like a world-famous cardiologist, uh, the most referenced and published cardiologist in his field out of uh, the Baylor Hospital University System in Texas. Um, of course, uh, Robert F. Kennedy from the Children's Health, Health Defense, um, they've asked um, the CDC for like full disclosure, that type of stuff, and they're not getting any response. Del Bigtree from the High Wire. Um, and and Jim Meehan, uh, his partner there, um, the Great Barrington Declaration, uh, Dr. Ioannidis, one of the leading um, bio-researchers in Stanford, who like all the vir- virologists in the world point to Ioannidis at Stanford and say, uh, you know, hey, you should listen to him. Uh, he's the best we got. And, you know, crickets, it, it, uh, the message is not getting out. Albert, what about pushback? Um, have you had pushback from uh, from you know, various officials? For example, I mean, we know that we mentioned Peter McCullough and all these these other great scientists, great doctors, uh, Pierre Corey and all those. Enormous amount of pushback. It actually threatens their career. What about with yourself? Have you had any official pushback yet, or do you feel that sort of bubbling and it's, and it's about to happen? Um. Yeah, I mean, locally, locally here for me, because I'm in the medical industry, it's by no mistake that uh, I gravitated to this data. And it's by no mistake that I'm able to, um, you know, visualize this data easily for me and to make it consumer friendly. But um, but yeah, locally for me, I've kind of blackballed myself with some of the bigger operations here. Um, But out in the out in the big open ocean of internet of facebook and twitter you know i'm just i'm just a guy you know and and you know people you know the typical normal stuff you're 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 anti-vaxxer uh they don't even call me a quack because i'm not a doctor right but but you know i get that pushback but that's just water off a duck's back at that point um i'm really surprised i think because i'm a nobody um, except for a, a data guy out of Silicon Valley, um, I've my message has gone um, under the radar in the sense that it hasn't been uh, throttled or suppressed too much mm. by the mm. algorithms. But um, so I'm grateful for that. I'm actually grateful for that. But but I know that there's a lot of, a lot more people out there, professionals, doctors, especially that that uh, come out and you know, a question, just question. I mean, that's all. They're just questioning and they get, uh, you know, they get hit, they get hit hard, a lot harder than me. 
What does the official data or your data, I mean data for the US and data for the rest of us, tell us about comparative deaths or other serious adverse events with respect to other vaccines? Uh, yeah, I actually had something here. Um, you know, so we got we got close to 6,000 deaths now for, for COVID-19 vax. And all other deaths in the VAERS system for the left since 1990, since they've been recording these, that's 87, call it 8,800, 8,800 deaths. And we've accrued or incurred 6,000 deaths in six months versus the 8,800 deaths for 30 years for all the, for all the, uh, for all the other um, vaccines combined, um, children and adults. So, but we don't hear that. I mean, the the mainstream media, the government, big tech, and uh, and and social media are really good at closing that that information down. So, if you had a uh, a trial that there were five or six, maybe a dozen who have passed away because of this trial, it would have been stopped instantly. Yet we have in the U.S. six thousand people have died because of the vaccine. Europe has reported on one report that 10,000 people died and 405,000 were hospitalised. There's a, a report in Australia where 210 have been impacted and passed away because of, of uh, the vaccines, yet not verified, but their suspicions are very strong. Um, do you find it odd that we're still continuing with this experimental vaccine, this trial, and we've, we've said, oh, well, if five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand, a couple of hundred pass away. That's just part of the uh, part of the whole exercise. Do you find that that's really odd? Uh, No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's as if it's you have to you have to make a lot of assumptions. And one of them is that this um, COVID-19 is worse is like anthrax, I guess. If you you know, you have to somewhat believe that that it's that dangerous that if you catch COVID, uh, you know, the the likelihood of you surviving is is slim um, to warrant the the risk and reward of what's happening now taking taking the vaccine so that's one of the assumptions that you have to assume that this is um uh this is deadly like like anthrax and then the other assumption is that you have to assume that there are no remedies there are no other therapies that the vaccine is the only thing in the whole wide world that's going to save your life and we know um, I'm just going to say it's my opinion that that is simply not true. Um, hydrochloroquine, ivermectin, a lot of some other some other stuff. Yeah, so so that there's no other remedies except for the vaccine. You have to make all those assumptions to then to then justify. Okay, you know, six thousand deaths in the United States. We'll just you know we'll, we'll call it collateral damage. Well. Mm. Uh, I mean, the the last part is that, hey, you're throttling the data. It's not 6,000 deaths. It should be more like 20, 25,000 deaths to 30,000 deaths. That's if you were caught up. And then once you were caught up, then you could apply the Harvard Pilgrim multiplier to say, well, you know, only 1% gets reported. After you get caught up, then you can apply the multiplier. So, So this is scary. I you know, I would not be surprised if 
you know, if a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand people have already died from this vaccine that will never go reported because people can't even um, make the connection, even when they die, uh, you know, within 24 hours, they're still scratching their head going, well, I'm not sure if it was the vaccine that caused that. I mean, there, there's just so much um, delusion. It's a strong delusion over a great multitude of people have you when you're religious i mean have you could you can you comprehend how evil mankind can be i mean you you talk about early treatment we know that early treatment works it's um with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or and with a bit of zinc we know it works it's uh, been verified around the world that would have saved millions of people but no we weren't allowed to do that we're supposed to go home if we get covid and if we turn blue in the face, go to hospital. Then we say, "Whoa, we've got this great vaccine that will save your life. And you think, but we've had a, a cure anyway, but under the Emergency Use Authorization Act in the US, uh, they can do the vaccines because the, uh, there's no other supposed cure, which we know there is. So they, they give everybody the vaccine and you could very well have, or not everybody, a lot are getting the vaccine, and you could very well have somewhere between 6,000 and 30,000 deaths because of the vaccine. So we have on one hand, they let people die and then they give you something to make sure that you do. So, you know, being, being a, an analyst that looks at data and being a person, can you comprehend how evil this is? Uh, yeah, I can comprehend it because I do read my Bible and I had read revelations many times. And especially in this last year, year and a half or whatever year, really, um, yes, I can comprehend it. What I realize, what I come to realize is that the, the, the delusion, these are good people. There's a lot of good people under a strong delusion. In the sense that it only really only takes a few a few elite evil people to cast to create and cast the delusion over the good honest people. Mm. That's that's what I realize is so sad and so frightening. Um, but with that being said, I, you know, there, there's there's a lot of good people, and I still believe in humanity that we can uh, we can wake up. As a, as a human race um, and hopefully you know we, we won't be in too much pain after we we see what we've done as a, as a human as as a human race to ourselves there was a movie with uh, Tom Cruise you know, show us the money well nowadays it's show us the data or data uh, how would you how do you deal though with the unverifiable aspects of the data <laughs> Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, I'll tell you one one thing that's interesting is that they, um, as an example, every week there's deletions, medical uh, VARES ID numbers, medical records, I guess you could say, deletions, and I keep track of those. And uh, and more often than not, those deletions are deaths. So in the fine print, they say that they can um, delete duplicates and false claims. So the false claims, I get. But, you know, it is it is a, um, a federal crime to, to file a false claim. So that that's a felony. So, you know, and they have four to six weeks to vet all the all the information before they 
push it out into the public domain before they publish it. Mm. Even still with all of that, they still have to pull some back and delete them. We'll call them for now, for this sake of this argument, we'll call it, uh, it was a duplicate. But then when I go back and I look, try to find the duplicate, because I have all the all the data there. Okay, this is a 62-year-old female in Texas that died on June the 1st. And there's nobody even remotely close it that matches those that detail. Um, so you wonder. So I keep all the uh, I keep all those records and copy and paste it into a humongous uh, Word document each week, mm. so that when they delete the deaths, I still have the actual you know uh, the actual record that I can then show and say, see. Here's the number. So as a part of my weekly routine is I kind of go over, okay, this is like what they deleted this week. And, and then there's enough data there. This week they del- deleted 95 records. 17 of them were deaths. So I just show the deaths and I scroll the, the numbers on the screen so that people people can you know follow up. But that I, I, uh, I document all my, all my steps. That's what I do for... Tell us about the dashboard and how much acceptance has it received? It's doing great. It's doing great. My my free uh, Tableau public Tableau is an enterprise level type of uh, data data like it like Excel spreadsheets. But it's where people go after your spreadsheet can't handle a million rows. Uh, Microsoft Excel can't handle a million rows. You have to go to something a little more a little more enterprise level that that's tableau um and uh i have that dashboard uh tableau public under welcome the eagle if you just go onto the the, the tableau public space and type in welcome the eagle all one word you'll find my dashboards and uh it's you know you can poke around and and you can visualize it and it's intended for the non for the non analytical type I, I did the legwork. I do the hard the hard part, and then and then serve it up uh, for the the you know the regular the regular person. Um, but yeah, about about five thousand people have have uh, have seen it so far. Have kind of subscribed to it or made it a favorite. Um, it's you know it should be in in the millions. I, I need a lot more people to see this, and and again, it's free. Um, you know, it, it's my gift to humanity. Mm. Really? Did you ever think that being a data analyst would become so popular? I mean, but you're fighting a really good fight. Uh, Albert Benavides, thank you very much for your time. Keep fighting the good fight. We, uh, we need you to, uh, to soldier on, as we would say. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day uh, the, uh, they will see the truth. Because to quote another great movie uh, or series, uh, the truth is out there. Albert, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. God bless you. And that's it for Asia Pacific Today. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Mike Ryan.